0: Hello, everyone. On this episode at Kendrick was back, and a lot of you actually really enjoyed his first visit on the podcast, and there were also a few things that he still wanted to share. So he's back, he came back, and we did get a chance to discuss things such as, you know, why he feels that a lot of times men don't have the space to share their emotions, to be vulnerable without questioning their masculinity. So that was one of the things that we covered. And also, I mean, again, just like the first time around, he just had me laughing because you never know what's going to come out of Kendrick's mouth. But it was a great conversation yet again, and I hope you all enjoy it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go. We're about to start the show. Hummingbird and a black crow. If you didn't know, not know. I mean, this is 2022. We need to know. Hey, this dude is stupid. Uh, But you uh-huh. seem to be PC.
0: PC. What do you mean by politi- that?
1: Politically. You're the you're the.
0: The Oh, the politically the, correct. Yes. I have to be so running for president
1: and you want to <laughs> make sure you don't say the wrong thing.
0: No. <laughs> No, I'm going to tell you why I was like cautious about whether I should say something about it or not. So okay. I had an opinion about it. Actually, it's a complicated response, to be honest with you. So I don't think that I, I don't think I can give you a right or wrong answer. There's just thoughts that I have about it. But when it first happened and I was kind of already thinking about it in my head, like formulating what I think about it, how I feel about it, mm-hmm. um, I heard somebody who I very much respect that I follow follow on Instagram and she said this was her her asking people I'm going to ask that if you're not black that you please keep your mouth shut about this and (laughs) I was like you know what I'm not so I'm gonna go ahead and respect that that's why you are you are
1: you're 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 Mexican.
0: Well, yeah, but it's not the same thing as black. Like, do you know that if I present myself as a black woman, I would get punched in the face?
1: But it doesn't matter. (laughs) You have a you have an opinion. So therefore, it doesn't matter, black or white or whatever. Whoever said that, no disrespect. Well, we need to put a disclaimer. Look, we're only going to say this once. I speak what's on my mind. Right. And if you get offended, I'm sorry. But now moving on, if you want to hear the, if you didn't catch us in the beginning and it's later on, Uh I'm sorry. The disclaimer was put out, but... (laughs)
0: Okay, so remind everybody what the question was so I so we can discuss it further then. Oh, it was about the <laughs> slap. You're brain. done.
1: <laughs> I think it was about the slap or whatever.
0: Yeah, what happened at the uh, at the Oscars? You asked me, you were curious yes, about what I thought.
1: And, and that your friend said if you're not black, keep your mouth <laughs> well, shut.
0: Well, she's not my friend. She's just somebody on the she's sort of like um a- like she does so many things. No, 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 no. She's just she's a public figure. So like it's, she doesn't know me personally. She wouldn't even know. If I said or didn't say, but
1: so then you shouldn't even be worried about what she thinks. You say how you feel. I wasn't Raw.
0: worried about it. I was just feeling like, oh, I heard it. Now I can't possibly be like, you know, I don't know. It was just, it I was guess, just off.
1: Well, okay, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> you well, said maybe it's so- a,
0: maybe it's a woman thing.
1: It has to be because you <laughs> said it's somebody that you really, really respect, and mm-hmm. you're trying to. And then you turn around and say, "Well, she doesn't even know me." And she well, yeah, because I
0: I have respect for her and the work she does. Is what it is
1: okay yeah and I've- she
0: has like a big presence when it comes to educating people when it comes to like struggles about black people and i i don't know i don't know what that's like so i figured i might i, I, I- should just respect
1: If I must say, you do know what that's like, because if nothing else, even in 2022, I believe Hispanics are more discriminated against than blacks.
0: You know what? That's I'm glad you brought that up, because sometimes I don't want to step on toes. I I don't like that's just who I am. I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. (laughs) yeah because I, I do i feel really bad if i hurt somebody's feelings and I, like i know i'm purposely gonna hurt their feelings um I, I can't do that like it's just not in me to do that i don't know it's because i think when it comes to like race and stuff it's so uh oh, touchy
1: that's only for people who have thin skin i mean i think i said last show i don't care I, you know i could talk about anything it doesn't matter and if someone says oh i'm this and you should mm-mm Just don't even talk to me then. Let's not even go down that road if you can't handle it. I'm sorry. So then
0: would it be safe to just be like on a case-by-case basis? And if like you as a black man are okay with whatever we're going to have here, then it's okay. I
1: have thick skin. I've been talked about my whole life. Like I am fine talking about anything and mm-hmm. i don't care I, I don't if i get my feelings hurt i'm not finna say out loud you hurt my feel i'm just going to suck it up and take take it on the chin because we shouldn't have even went down that line if we we're going to have a conversation we should just be yeah. like yo we're not going to talk about it don't say nothing if you're going to open the floor for discussion you can't it's kind of like somebody who says they get offended by cussing but they cuss yeah, you can't, you can't tell me not to do something and then you turn around and do it. So if you are going to get offended, don't tell me to speak freely and then get mad because I spoke freely.
0: Right. You know. I also don't mind having a discussion about race, like me, myself. I think my problem comes when people want to like when they want to like deny the experience I'm telling them about. Like, it's okay if I hear your opinion, right, and then have like a debate about it and maybe learn something or even if you disagree, but it's like, okay, we said what we had to say and we move on. But then when people move into like, oh, no, that's not true, speaking about my experience as a yes. Mexican individual Then that's where I'm like Okay, maybe you shouldn't be talking Because
1: Yeah, how you gonna <laughs> tell me How I feel And what I experience When you ain't me
0: Right Right. That, you know I think that's, that's my problem. Yeah. And so it's a lot of people like, aren't ready for this.
1: It's kind of like when Tanya's popping bumps on my back and I'm like, oh, that hurts. She's like, no, it's not. It doesn't hurt. I'm like, how you know? You ain't the one getting your fingers. <laughs> you know, I'm not smashing shit in your back. And you see me doing, oh, shit, that hurts. And she's like, it doesn't hurt. Come on now. Stop.
0: Right. Yeah. Stop. <clears throat> stop negating <clears throat> Kendrick's experience <clears throat> about the pimple poppy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's an every night thing. She's like, let me see your back it's a thing now she
0: likes that you know some people like that they like do you do it uh no no why not actually actually i i have done it but it's not something that i'm like every night like oh come on here let me do it no i'm fine
1: it brings you together it makes the relationship you know popping his pimples on his back not the ones on his face that's disgusting
0: yeah Well, what's the difference? What is the difference?
1: You can't see the ones on... I can't see the ones on my back and get to them. Oh, it's like gross for
0: you. Like the person experiencing the popping of the pimple.
1: I don't need her in my face. And if she does, she'll be like, come here. And I'm like, stop. I can get those. I need you to get back here. Yeah. And and the thing that makes it even worse is because then she turns around and says, can you get the ones on my back? And she can reach her back or scrub her back so she don't have it. And I'm like, you don't have no bumps. Yes, I do. I can feel it. I'm like, I don't see it. I can't feel anything. <laughs> Again, you
0: denying want? your perception of things.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So then, sometimes I just have to fake it, and I just grab some skin. And I'm just like, okay, do you feel this? <laughs> she, yeah, I'm like, okay, nothing's coming out because there ain't nothing there. But and then she's like, okay, never mind, leave me alone, whatever. <laughs> but. Since the last one, I've been thinking about all these crazy questions that I have discussions with, and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Like today, what goes we on in, in your the,
0: head? What goes
1: on in my head and in the world? Like, uh-huh. is there a stock on mirrors? Have you been to the mall
0: lately? I have not.
1: Have you been anywhere lately?
0: I mean, I go just, places, but nothing like outside of like
1: the reason I'm saying this uh-huh. is because I don't think there's a lot of people that use these mirrors before they leave their house. They just walk out, looking any old kind of way. And you're in the mall like, are you seriously out here?
0: <laughs> well, do you Walmart. remember Walmart at Alaska? And I got comfortable with that, if I may say so, because it was cold as heck. Well, so cold as heck. Well, I think I think it was like when you had to do those middle of the night runs to Walmart. No. And it was I'm snowing not. and so I was like, I, I would just in pajamas, put on my boots and then go. That was comforting for me.
1: That's different. But if there's no snow on the ground and it's warm <laughs> outside, why? Have you seen these people? I just look at these people and I'm like, what in the hell? I mean, I'm not the best fashionista or whatever you want to call it, but I'm like, could you just take two seconds and stop in front of something that reflects your image back to you? And...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because well, maybe like—is it the—is <laughs> it the color coordinating, or is it just like everything for you?
1: I hate to say it, but uh huh. It hey, I've talked about these the the sisters coming out with the the Baker's hats on and stuff that
0: the come Baker's on. hat. What are we talking? About? I'm so lost right no, now. <laughs> yeah,
1: you you know you've seen them with the with the black silk thing on, and your hair all in it, and you're like, why are you outside with a head wrap on?
0: Okay, okay, so I don't know if i could speak on that either and i'm gonna tell you why no because i fall in that category maybe not the head wrap but i sometimes like clip my hair up because i just do like a like um i let my hair air dry i don't do any like i don't use like a blow dryer or anything so i have to air dry it that way and i pin it i pin it up a certain way that doesn't necessarily look like Oh, she meant to do that. Well, so, I, I don't know. know. That would probably fall in that category.
1: No, it wouldn't, but uh, these uh, heavy set women with their whole belly out. <laughs> that's that's no they all black white Mexican it's like do you not see what the hell you're presenting to the world
0: I don't know (laughs) what to say
1: honestly you're scared just say you're scared
0: I just feel awful I I feel awful that you would say that but I mean that's your opinion so
1: That's reality. When someone walks out and their belly is actually hanging out of their their clothes.
0: What if that's all they could afford?
1: I'm pretty sure they take a shower. I'd prefer you put a towel on like a halter top and leave than to be with your belly out.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. This is irrelevant. But, oh, Lord. But you said that about the towel, and I just <laughs> remembered something. Have you seen? I'm sure Tanya's seen it. Have you seen, like, the towels that you. It's meant for, like, when you come out of. I guess for people like yourself, that you come out of the shower into your room naked to look for clothes. And, like, for women, you put it around, like, in your breast under to lift it so it dries them. A pointless product, in my opinion. But, Hold on. yeah. So, like, you. You put it around it's like a cord of some sort or like a string it goes over your neck and then it's got like towel material where you put each one in and it's supposed to keep it like aired a, a towel bra As Tanya it's it's like a, yeah Tanya, i promise you she's heard of it Tanya have you heard of these
1: towel bras or whatever <laughs> that you can put your put your titties in and when you get out the shower it's supposed to
0: who in the world came up with that? I don't know, but I've seen it like on the ads and stuff.
1: I haven't seen that. I've seen that that whatever that Toby Turby thing for I don't know. Okay, some of the stuff I
0: think I know which one you're talking about for the hair. Some of the
1: some of the stuff people invent, it's just like okay. But they
0: but they make so much money on it. Obviously, people are in the market for something. <laughs>
1: You know how they make their money. They make their money because curious people are like, I wonder if this works. So once you buy it, they've already got their money and they don't care if it works or not. Now, whether or not you buy something and tell me, hey, don't buy that because I bought it and it sucks. Or if you just be like, I got suckered, you get suckered too. Try it out knowing that it doesn't work i don't know but it's like half of the stuff i i just it doesn't make I don't, sense
0: i know and people all. and people become millionaires off of things like that yes that's
1: so what is crazy. your invention
0: i don't know i don't think that i have like the creativity to like invent something so would you wait what's uh, so would you say that's your biggest pet peeve though like seeing people out in public who don't care about what they look like.
1: I would just say, yes, that's one of.
0: <laughs> okay. Other one
1: is, and I've seen this today. Have you noticed that all the, I'm not going to say all, I'm going to say a good 70 to 80% of people that use canes look like they would be fine without one. <laughs> you were <turn. laughs> <laughs>
0: What's your biggest (laughs) thing? What if they have a disability you can't
1: see? I'm talking about, you're walking in the street and Uh all you're doing is just tapping the cane on the ground. You're not leaning on it, putting no pressure like I- Oh,
0: what if it's like for style? Like it's like their style. Do you remember oh you weren't you weren't stationed you guys weren't stationed there but when we were stationed in uh, when we were at Washington State there was a guy that would go to the mall and he's famous for I don't know who he is other than the guy at the mall that's how I know him but he was always dressed from top to bottom I'm talking like hat matching everything same color gold rings everywhere his shoes were always polished and beautifully done and he walked around with a cane and like some type of like leather bag Purse, of some sort. A yeah. No, it was like um, what are those things called when you're like working in an office? Oh, I can't think of the name. Like carry uh, case? I don't know. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't
1: uh, know. Uh, for us uneducated people, a briefcase?
0: Uh, there we go. <laughs> 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 a briefcase? Yeah, so he would walk around with it all the time and we'd see him all the time. If you Google him, I promise you, you'll find him.
1: No, I'm talking about these people that are in their 70s and 80s and they, mm-hmm. they have these canes, but they ain't putting no pressure on them. So it's like, I wonder if I take their cane while they fall. And because i seen this lady, she was walking and she was just tapping it. And I was like, what in, why do you have this cane? Is it like a security thing or whatever? And I noticed that you got kids in the background showing that they're not in the, locked up in a uh, closet
0: so i hear them now i wasn't listening until you mentioned it <laughs> but yes to anybody listening to this on the first episode kendrick seemed to put out into the world that i am abusing my children by locking them up in, never, the, in the closet
1: <laughs> i never said abusing <laughs> I just said, hey, no one knows that these kids exist.
0: Right. Yeah. So he now heard the noise. I didn't even hear. But this is this is normal, though. I don't know. Did did you hear them? Did you hear them last time? No. On the last one? No. I don't know. I just sometimes zone it out. Would that be your biggest pet peeve then? The people with the canes that, in your opinion, don't need them. And people who don't. I'm not even saying that. I just. I see Are you just wondering?
1: I just see quite a few old people walking around with canes and, you know. It's kind of like having crutches and you don't put no weight on them. Why do you have crutches? Just walk. (laughs) (laughs) This
2: is so random.
1: (laughs) You're just tapping it on the ground. It's like, Uh well, where's the the disability? Are you doing that because you have to keep your claim up or are you just, you know, because when I have a cane or crutches, I'm damn near breaking the thing because I'm putting all my weight on because I need assistance. And that's what a cane is for, assistance.
0: Now I have to say this because now you put it in my head. So I actually recently saw a post about somebody who I didn't know sometimes uses a wheelchair. I had no clue. And I guess he was like, yeah, like sometimes I people question why they see me walking. And then other times they see me with a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know he used a wheelchair. Uh, But yeah, I guess all to say that for whatever it is he's going through, because he didn't say he says sometimes he needs it. And he has it with him in case he has whatever episode, you know, whatever. He's experiencing happens, but uh, sometimes he doesn't need it at all.
2: I'm lost. <laughs> <That> was- <coughs>
0: So the point is Maybe these people With these canes Like have something That they're going through And they have it Just in case they need it But they don't necessarily Rely on them All the time
1: No You just Be more observant Next time you go out And you'll be like Uh Damn Do they really need that cane I don't think so
0: And you know what I should be more observant Because I don't think I've seen anybody With a cane In a long time
1: You're in El Paso You're not I know there's old people Out there with canes I also know That Hispanic are like fuck that I'm walking normal I ain't doing that shit
0: <laughs> you know you're probably right because my mom could like she could use a cane and she could use a wheelchair and I can't make her for the life of me you said and it's like Man. and she's like no I can't because she can walk a little bit yes. but the problem is that after a while like her hip starts hurting and she's like oh I gotta stop and take a break so I'm thinking don't do that mom like just grab those little carts at Walmart that's what they're there for right and wa-. and she'll tell me no 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 no. I'll just lean on the cart for a little bit <laughs> rest my leg and then go and I'm like okay yep. alright
1: <laughs> until you fall and be embarrassed and you gotta pick her up <laughs> I, told to a, I told you to get a goddamn you are getting scooter. a
0: cart for sure next time <laughs> But you know what? I am curious to ask you something because this is where we left off sort of the last time that we talked. Okay. You were kind of mentioning how you sometimes feel that men are not allowed or maybe they don't have like the space to show their emotions. We don't. uh, So I'd like for you to expand on that. And I'm I'm being serious. I want
1: to. Most people don't know that I sometimes write poetry. Mm hmm. I didn't print one out, but I should have because I have a couple on my phone. But that's one of the things that I wrote a poem about because we aren't allowed to show our emotions because people will think we're weak. Yeah. So therefore, we have to be strong, even though you may be dying inside. You have to show that you're fine when you're really not. So you have it together. Yes.
0: Like, do you think that that's something that you like? can you think of a time or like maybe a moment where you were like, Oh, this isn't okay. Like it isn't okay. This isn't normal or this isn't the expectation for me. What were you, you like, mean? yeah. Like, were you young when you sort of picked up on that? Like that as a, as a man or as a I young mean, boy, I don't know.
1: It's instilled in kid and men or boys from the first time they can start to walk. They fall, start crying. They get up and you know, it's stop crying. But if, uh, baby girl does it, it's like you pick her up and you nurture her and you're like, you'll be okay. And you you know, but a boy is like, get up, be tough, stop crying or whatever. So it's just something that happens throughout the lifespan. If you say of boys, we're not allowed to cry. You could have your arm broken 17 different places. And it's like, are you hurt or are you injured? You know, and if you're crying, what are you crying for? My arm is dangling. You don't see this, it hurts. I'm crying and you know, suck it up. So as you grow older, you lose touch with showing emotions you know so it's kind of like how do i show emotions and appear to stay strong as a man i guess
0: yeah or how do i continue to not show anything and not fully have a breakdown at some point
1: yeah because i mean you 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 can look online and you'll see there's a lot of men that find themselves, especially with this child support thing, which is ridiculous. You know, when I was having my my mental feelings or whatever, I went online trying to see if I could find help. Come find out I'm not the only one who's struggling having to go live with their parents or whatever the case may be and, and contemplating, you know, doing harm or whatever the case may be. That's something that is. Countrywide, you know, Mm -hmm. a a lot of men find themselves in this situation because everything is geared to set us up for failure or be against us, you know? And it sucks, speaking of child supporters, because the woman doesn't have to do anything but have the baby and all of a sudden she wants, 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 and the government (laughs) just says, hey, you're the mom, so you have all the rights and the man doesn't. And it's like, that's ridiculous.
0: It's really like interesting to me listening to you because obviously I don't know what that's like. Like, I don't know what it's like being a man growing up, you know, with that and then having, you know, to like deal with like paying child support and all that. But I have female friends who have struggled to get the government to work with them, to give them just what's fair to even you know what i mean so it's like so interesting how it affects both sides but at the same time there's also a lot of them on both sides who benefit
1: but see the thing is if the man isn't working you can only do so much and you can only get so much mm-hmm. but i guarantee you that if the mom goes through the court system and gets everything set up she may not get child support she might get welfare and food stamps and all that other stuff and when that man eventually gets a job best believe he's already in the system so they're gonna come and get get it but if he's not working which that's what a lot of guys do is they're like hey i'm not ever gonna fucking find a job, you know, on the books anyway yeah. because it's not fair. You know, and I don't know, for when we first came to Fort Bliss, you know, we had that brief about this woman, she had like eight kids by eight different people. And you're like, what? And just think, if you got eight sergeants or whoever and eight people are paying nine hundred dollars a month Or even $500 a month for a kid, that's $4,500 free that you aren't working, you're making damn near what I make $4,500 a month and you're taking care of kids, you know, all because you're the mom.
0: That just seems like a lot of work to do that just to get that paycheck.
1: But you figure, I know in California, they could take up to 50% of a man's uh, paycheck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what it is in Texas, but even still, 500 is a little low because I was paying 1100 for one kid, mm-hmm. you know, but I would say 750. You take 750 times eight. Shit, I'm not good at math. What's that? 56? It's the money, you know, and then on top of that, if they have a job where they're just doing whatever, it's a come up. So yeah, I don't and know. And you don't even have to. You don't even have to say why you need the money. It's just, hey, I want the money. In California, you don't have to say, I'm the mom. I want the money. Okay. Well, shit. How much does he make? Okay. Half of that is what? Yours? Okay. I think that there should be some kind of accountability. Show me how much you're spending. Show me, you know, the first two months you show me, you know, where the money's going, if you were to get it. Because a lot of times the mom gets the money and the kid still suffers. You know, they don't get the clothes, they don't get the shoes, they don't get the, they just get whatever's left going to Goodwill and spending $10, nothing wrong with Goodwill. So if you gotta, you know, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, 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 but it's like, it's, it's not like all all the money's going to that then because you're yeah. obviously yeah
1: you see the mom with the nails done every week in the car and uh, you know meanwhile the kid is sitting there with a runny nose and half a pamper on you're like what in the hell come on man let's get it together so yeah,
0: yeah. Because I feel like I mean, as l- if, the, if the child's being taken care of, right? Then like, okay, whatever, fine. The money's going. Who cares if you want to get your nails done? Get your nails done. But you know, obviously, the child's needs are being met. But I do know that just just from listening to you and like like I said, a lot of my female friends that have gone through situations like that. Like on the flip side, I do think that the system just needs to work better for everyone. Because Everybody. yeah, for Everybody, because you do have women who struggle to even get anything, right? And even if, even if they do get something, it's like the bare minimum and it's not enough to like help with like actual expenses outside of daycare or whatnot, you know, but then the men will throw it in their face and say, well, I'm giving you money, I'm giving you this, blah, 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 don't complain. But then like you're telling me, men also have negative experiences with that. So obviously the system's just not getting it. I mean, it's 100%. broke everywhere,
1: but. Yeah. What do you do? It's America. America's broke, so whatever.
0: I know. <laughs> what to <team? laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, if it ain't me, I don't care. So, hey,
0: I know that's so uh, sad.
1: That's where we are. If it ain't me, I don't care. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be anywhere else, but at the same time, it ain't the best place because have you seen that documentary? Who do we bomb next? No, it's a, it's a Michael Moore documentary. It's a it's probably about 10 years old.
2: Mm-hmm. Or,
1: or less you should watch it because i thought it was about war and it's not about war it's about he goes to all these different countries and see how they live and how their government treats them and whatever the case may be and you would be surprised at how some of these governments and school systems and all this other stuff treat the people in their country and once you see that you'll be like "Mm." America yeah we're free but we ain't we ain't where we could be oh you know, yeah there's there's some schools like in different countries where the kids would rather drink water than soda they get they have chefs actually in there making their meals and you know preparing their food and if you have a baby you can have a whole year off and still get your whole paycheck and both mo-
0: both mother and father
1: yes yeah. and when they say free health care they mean free you walk in you don't pay Ain't nothing. You there ain't no discussion of how we gonna get whatever. It's hey, you're about to have your legs broke. Come on in. We're gonna fix it. Send you on your way. And we gonna give everybody the same coverage. You know whether you're rich or not. Rich people mm-hmm. don't have to pay. Poor people don't have to pay. And everybody case gets may good
0: be. quality care. It's not like oh you don't have no money. We'll do the bare minimum to get you out of here. No, like yeah. they get. You know I I saw years ago people on YouTube. I saw a documentary on. Uh, People where they ask, like, how much does it cost to have a baby? People from different countries. And a lot of them, it's like free. You just go and you have your baby and you get taken care of and then you get sent home. And with, I think even in Germany, someone mentioned to me that in Germany, the government even pays. I think somebody to go help you like around the house to clean so you can spend that time with your child when they're born. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, for like a year or two. Um and it's paid. They're paid, but they're paid by the government. And I'm sitting here like um uh, moms here have six weeks before they can go back to work. Uh, yep. they don't get it's not paid. Those six weeks are not paid. And then the father can't really take more than maybe two weeks. Maybe. I think
1: it's all driven by greed. It is. You know, and and that's where I wrote another poem about, you know, taking care of each other. Like if I'm taking care of Tanya and Tanya's taking care of me, I don't have to worry about being taken care of because she's taking care of me, I'm taking care of her, so she don't have to worry about being taken care of. So mm-hmm. nobody wants to go outside their comfort zone and help somebody else and know that someone else is gonna help them. They, oh, well, I gotta look out for me because nobody's gonna help. Well, you know, that's a horrible way of thinking, but yeah, that, that's the way it is. Is like, hey, if I'm taking care of you, And you're taking care of me it's funny that we're both being taken care of you know
0: i know i think that's the concept of like the village like it takes a village i i like the idea of it but i don't i think it's non-existent here
1: i uh i help cook dinner for you and and breakfast and lunch so how come you ain't done it for me and then it's like well shit if you ain't doing it for me then i'm not gonna do it for you and then you know one thing leads to another and I got all this money. Why would I give you my money if you ain't finna give me no? And then what I tried thinking about is how come we just can't say, hey, January 1st, whatever year, prices are going back to 1950. Loaf of bread, five cents, you know, everything. And then try this thing all over again. Why can't? Because now everybody's rich and wants to, you know, you got who the Amazon dude and uh, who's that Elon Musk and them motherfuckers showing out, sending up shit to space and motherfuckers, Who gives a fuck about space? You know what I'm saying?
0: And you know, a lot of people say, well, it's their money. They worked hard for it. They can do whatever they want with it. Okay. Like, that's true. Right? Like, if you hustle enough and you put in the time or whatever and whatever, you earned your money and you can do whatever you want with it. But then I also feel that that's that mentality that you were talking about, like, where we could shift that and make it work for everyone? Because you worked hard, but would it kill you to like help end world hunger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you will know? call, call bullshit on all of them because I'm pretty sure they go to meetings all day. You know what I'm saying? They work hard, yeah, they work hard, but you take every employee away from any one of them companies and guess what happens? They'll fall like a rock out the sky yeah. because they they rely on average common folk to buy the shit and they rely on average common folk to pack the shit up and they rely on average common folk to deliver the shit. So if there was no average common folk, your ass ain't making no money. Yeah. Like, period. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing that COVID showed was that this thing is a big ass circle. And if I'm not working and you ain't buying and somebody else ain't fucking sending, I mean, how many small businesses fucking closed during the last 2 years because they don't have the clientele? And they don't have the clientele because they don't have a the product. They don't have a product cuz motherfuckers ain't making it. Motherfuckers ain't making it cuz they can't go to work. So it's like, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's just ridiculous. I I I I, I don't know. I know. It sucks. Here's one because uh-huh. Tony gets mad at me. Uh-huh. So, is it okay for a father uh-huh. to talk openly about sex with their daughters if that's who's the oldest or that's? all they have is daughters
0: i mean in in what context like educating them or like or just being open about it or how so show me or tell me of an example self-pleasure i mean i don't think i don't think nowadays that's even weird i actually i think it's good that they can come to you about stuff like that
1: i'm straight blunt about it i'm like yo
0: I mean and you've always been really open just about things period and I mean I don't what think do you have does... to lose what, and but why does Tanya like she because Tanya's shy though
1: Tanya don't like me talking about that stuff
0: she's very conservative and
1: she she's like everybody can hear what you're talking about I'm like okay what does that mean and now she you know ej this dude right here well he used to I don't know I think he's I don't know if he does and and deletes his history and he tries to be so slick he's like what is that I'm like know what that is he's like how did that get on there i'm like you know how i got on there he's like no oh it just popped up there i'm like come on now uh, uh, how do you how did you handle that i mean i just erased his youtube and he keeps saying that it just magically keeps popping up on his damn
0: well i mean his, he's he's curious right obviously because well, he how old is he
1: he's nine now he'll be 10 in, in july but I was talking because I brought it up to the lady at his daycare because I was like, I wanted to lay into him, but. I was like, all right, I'll leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And then the lady at the daycare, the supervisor or the boss of the place, she's like, I got four boys. And she's like, it's normal. I was like, how is that normal? She's like, you telling me you never used to try to steal or look at Playboy or whatever? And I was like, "Eh, "Okay, but that's a book. She's like, well, it's 2022. You know, Yeah, that
0: makes sense. That's
1: their version of the Playboy. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but Playboy didn't show intercourse. You know, it didn't. Yeah,
0: it it was was more like the tease and like, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was just you sitting there watching somebody without no clothes on. This is stuff with people yelling and screaming and, you know, doing all this crazy (laughs) stuff. And
0: And you're like, wait a minute. I no longer want to participate in this. (laughs) It
1: ain't even that. It's just that when he starts to get curious, because here we finally got a couple boys for him to play with. Not like that. That sounds horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, somebody that he can. Yes. I think everybody understood what you meant.
1: <laughs> 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 hey, I <I'm laughs> He, outside they're outside yeah you know and so Friends, before, yeah. yeah before it was just all girls on this street and he would be out there with the girls and I'm like I would be nervous because he's the only boy and I'm like and he's watching this stupid stuff on YouTube or whatever mm-hmm. and then if he gets curious and wants to start touching or whatever you know I just that's you what worry. scares me yeah that's what makes you know And so it was one day we're sitting at home and some lady knocks on the door and she's like, are you Edric's mom or Edric's mom and dad? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, I just wanted to let you know that there's a rumor going around about him and some girl plan on having sex at SAS. And I was like, what? (laughs) She's like, yeah, saying, I would
0: have passed out. <laughs> they're saying
1: they're saying that that he, he and this girl are going to go to the bathroom or whatever, and they're going to have sex. And I was like, you know, you got to play it off. I was just like, that don't even sound right in my head. I was like, that don't even sound right. But yeah. Oh, OK. So I went to the thing and I asked, I let the lady know. I was like, look, somebody came knocking on my door talking about these two are planning on doing something here in the bathroom or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I know. I heard about it. We keep an eye on them or whatever. But that same person is going around telling everybody this stuff. And some of the parents are mad or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's one of those army wives, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. you ain't got nothing better to do with your time than to go knock on some strange person's door talking about this. At the time, he was seven, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been almost a year or two now. That was last I'm like, yeah, okay.
0: I wonder if, um, because the program he goes to, it's for older kids, right? Like, just after, like, (laughs) kids that are already school age. And there's like, and there's like, I know that they. They keep them somewhat structured by age and grade, but at the end of the day, they're all kind of together, you know, yep. and so I wouldn't be surprised if he like overheard a conversation from like middle schoolers or like high schoolers, well, you know,
1: not the the high school. In, I think it's just the elementary school, which goes up to what sixth grade. So he's in third grade. So, you know, it's like whatever these kids say, he likes to jump right in and it's law, you know. Oh, tomato soup and ketchup and are the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. How do you know? One of my kids at school, because he came home talking about, what was that? He was- he he thinks everything he sees on YouTube, you know that, what was it, cinnamon and all these strange recipes these stupid kids do. And he's like, that's delicious. How do you know? Because i seen it on YouTube. I was like, but you didn't taste it, so how do you know? And he's like, I just know. I'm like, I don't think you know until you taste it, you, you know. And he'll come in here saying stuff, and it's just, I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. Half the stuff he says. I just let him talk. because.
0: But you know what? It's like, I think like that lady told you, it's like the time we're living in. And they it have is. access, I mean, to anything, really. There's only so much you can do to like sort of keep them grounded for a little bit.
1: Yeah, let's call it an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't know if if any one of them ever came to me with something like that. Um, Because we do... Well, I think more me, because Ren's pretty shy about stuff like that. But I have open conversations with the older ones about...
1: Shy about what? Sex well, stuff? with
0: with the kids, obviously he talks smack with you guys, but you know, with the kids, I don't think he knows how to handle that with the kids. He feels awkward.
1: He better get over that.
0: Well, I handled it just fine. I talked to them, and they come to me with questions and stuff, and
1: he better get over that because uh, you're dad, and you, they need to come to you. Because it it is awkward, though, you know, but you got to you got to just jump right in the deep end and learn how to swim, I guess. Because what he don't want is you guys got what? Three
0: girls, two boys, two girls, three boys.
1: Yeah. He don't want his girls going to somebody else trying to find out answers that he could be answering. And that's where he said that's where (laughs) and that's where, you know, I'm here. But I think the prime like when we were deploying in alaska that was like the the foundation and we were gone i think i missed that opportunity to let jasmine and cameron know how i felt about stuff and That's why I think I know Jasmine for sure. She's still trying to find, I don't know, some kind of relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a relationship. That's my daughter. I take care of her. She needs something. I'm there. But I like that with all my kids. But when it came to the male figure, I think 2004, she was what, seven? Mm -hmm. Six, seven.
0: Yeah. Turning seven, I think
1: seven so you figure seven eight nine ten there was like three years in there where i believe is the the foundation of building a relationship for that parent or dad bond and we were gone Yeah. And it
0: is very important, like girls tend to model a lot of their relationships based on whatever experience they have with their fathers. And I mean, that's not to say you're like seeking somebody exactly like him. But for instance, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. Like it was, it was bad with my dad. And so it was difficult for me to later figure out, is this a good person or is it me getting used to being treated like crap by a male, you know? So I'm very thankful that I actually now have that with Ren because aside from all whatever problems we may have had and stuff, like he's a good man. Like he takes care of us and you know what I mean? Like, um, and I didn't have that growing up. So I got lucky in that sense but it is true like girls tend to seek that male approval and when you're missing that with your father growing up it, it's a little difficult I think I, I don't think it's impossible that like Jasmine is not gonna find because you're a good guy and you it's have impossible
1: been, it's, it's <laughs> impossible.
0: Nobody like you. <laughs>
1: I'm not even that. It's just that, it's just that you know, uh, guys like myself, Renton, I think Sergeant Rob, all of us in Alaska, if you if you look at all of us now, we all are probably still with the same and have been with the same wife or female even mo when he was single he was you know he wasn't out there not that i saw bringing mm-hmm. a whole lot of different females around or whatever and when he found uh latonya in afghanistan they're still together they're now. still
0: together yeah
1: yeah You guys are together. Me and Tanya are together. I think Sergeant Rob and his wife are still together. You know, so it's like finding we're we're making it hard for this young group of young men, you know, because they don't know any better.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, that's one of the reasons why I told myself I'm only getting married once, you know, and all my kids only know me to be with one person. Now, have I always been the best in this relationship? No, I haven't. But and I think that goes for
0: everybody. Yeah, I think that goes for everybody. And you know, I think that maybe you may agree with this because just partnership marriage is hard. Like period. It is. But we I know that Ren and I started our relationship right in the in the most troubled time to be in the service.
2: Yeah.
0: At, as you guys as well. You know, and it was when marriage is already hard, but then you throw things like that. And it sometimes it felt like impossible because you're not there. The Your partner's not there, right, to kind of, like, communicate or, or help. You guys were put in extremely stressful situations that we couldn't understand. Like, I tried my best to be like, okay, it's hard and he's going through a rough time. But I didn't know what that was like, you yeah. know. And then he didn't know what I was going through. Back home. So, I mean, it was really, really tough. I remember so many people divorcing, like the younger oh, yeah. couples after deployments. It's very hard.
1: Or they're young and the, the soldier comes back, guy or girl, and the, the spouse then? Drained their bank account and got some other dude or whatever. Left with their furniture and
0: everything. Yeah, it was really hard. And, you know, in the beginning, because I know even now, like, when he has had to go places now, technology is better. And, like, it it eases the the situation a little bit better because we're connected more and we can get a hold of each other. But back then, do you remember the calling cards? Like, you had to get a calling card. And it was, like, $30 for, like, five minutes to call home. And then you had the delay On the phone, so you couldn't even talk, right? Because it's like, (laughs) there's like a 15 second delay.
1: (laughs) The thing that was funny for me is me and Tanya would have arguments that last a week because we would only do it (laughs) over email. And we're like, Monday. I'm like, why are you being like this? How come you don't answer me or whatever? And it said and I would it'd be like four days before I could get back to the email cafe or whatever. And she's like, What are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> It's been four fucking days. What what are we talking about here? I you know, and, and uh, when we first deployed, being on that phone, we'd have to dial that phone number for them. Uh, for the, what do they call them? They used to call them. Um, it's some kind of phone call that you would. We'd have to call Alaska or call whatever post you were at uh-huh. and say, "I want to I make a, a damn." What was the name of the call? Because we couldn't call a number, so we we could call the base, and then that operator would then patch us through whoever it was we would call we'd give them the phone number and they would say okay you got like 20 minutes or whatever and we'd be able to talk Mm -hmm. through that phone but I mean we would sit there for hours just dialing that number over and over and over and I mean it was a big old green phone and by the time (laughs) you get through you're like hey I I gotta go to bed I I forgot what I wanted to say (laughs) And then she would get mad and then we'd have an argument. And then it's like five days later, I call back and are you still mad? What are you talking about? Am I still (laughs) mad about what?
0: (laughs) And then now you're arguing because what do you mean? (laughs) I'm like, come on. That was really hard. So, I think maintaining a relationship was really difficult during that time.
1: Yeah. But it also showed all you say, all you wives saying, I couldn't and I can't. You realize that you can, you know. And then the hard part for us would be like, you guys established a routine because we ain't there. And then here we come with how we thought it was when we left. And you like, hey, I don't do that no more. Uh, that was a year ago, buddy. So, you got to, you got to ship, straighten up, or get. Get the hell out the way.
0: Yeah, like that readjustment period was always the hardest.
1: Yep, and then I'd come in and I be me. I'm like, why in the hell is? And then you have to watch it. And it's like, oh shit, I can't <laughs> say that. Y- do you mind if I sleep in the bed with you, or do you still want the girls in there, or what? Because <laughs> am <laughs> like, I allowed? <laughs> I know, is there my room now or how, do, how are we doing this? You know? Yeah. Because
0: yeah. every time he left, I had the kid sleeping with me in the room. Like, and then, you know, as they got older or whatever, and still young, but, you know, a lot older than like baby mm. toddler age, I would bring in like a mattress in the room and they could sleep there. And I would sleep on my bed with like the littlest one. I just yep. couldn't.
1: And all we could think about is I can't wait to get home to get something. You What? It's been a year. <laughs> what? I know. What? I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I'm good. I done waited a year. I, you got to wait. We've been out here beating ourselves up in the desert with sand in our hands and you know, done exfoliated our shit and all that other stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> what do you mean you're fine? <laughs> I'm not fine. I got scabs from where I was bleeding because I had <laughs> sand in my hand. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really, really just so hard. <laughs> so when I hear, like, nowadays, younger couples, not couples, but, like, in general, but women, yeah, yeah. army yeah. spouses say, oh, I hate that he's gone for two or three. Or, no, wait, the the perfect one. And not to knock, like, Air Force people because I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody down. <laughs> But when they were like, my husband, um, he's instead of six months, he has to go for nine months. And I'm sitting there looking at her like, you know, she's crying and not to discard it because if she was used to six months, obviously nine months was like, what? What do you mean? He's going for nine months. Right. But mm-hmm. I remember this this time I went to the bank and the lady was crying to teller and she was so sad and she just looked like her eyes were puffy and, you know, red. And I asked her, are you OK? And she's like, I, I'm sorry. It's just my husband's going to deploy 9 months instead of 6 months and this is during the time that you guys were going to go for 15 months
2: yeah. and we
0: had just found out and I'm like trying to be understanding you know and I was like oh I'm sorry you know I know how that goes and she's like is your husband going to leave too and I'm like my husband's gone how long and I'm like he's been gone a year he just got extended to 15 <laughs> And I felt awful because her face was like, oh, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) If you don't stop crying and suck it up. I've been 15 years. I could have had a baby, gave it away. He'd never know. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. But those were tough. Those were tough times. So it's, it's hard not to. Think of that time and then now feel like you can make this work. You can make it. I mean, and I'm not saying that you should stay in a relationship where you're both unhappy. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you're, you know, your problem is, oh, he's gone for a few months and I you, know, can, right? you can do it.
1: You ain't in Alaska where you have to shovel when it's snowing out and there's only you. and.
0: <laughs> I remember being pregnant And Uh, shoveling and feeling like, I think this baby's going to come if I shovel one more time.
1: I don't know how you wasn't cussing out your neighbor. Your fucking lazy ass husband sees me out here shoveling pregnant and he's just sitting there waving at me through the window. (laughs) Get his lazy fat ass out here and help me out.
0: Oh, that was the worst. I loved Alaska, but I was done shoveling. And then we had to shovel the front and back.
1: I know. Tanya was like, I I could do without the shoveling. I'm like, ain't nothing (laughs) I can do about that.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) But Tanya was really active. Like, she was on it.
1: I guess. I wouldn't know. I just know she was like, I'm ready to go. I'm tired. I know she got my truck out of it because I got her that. She had a van and she's like, I I like driving the truck. Like, you ain't supposed to be driving my truck. That's my truck. She's like, well, that thing drives like a Cadillac. I was like, it's not a Cadillac, but okay.
0: Well, in that weather, that was good.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. she pick you up from the airport and got in an accident? Oh my gosh, yes. And she was and she calling was, me, calling she me, and so I was. Nervous. <laughs> she came home and was like, You didn't you didn't hear the phone ringing I was Like, what I was asleep. And she was like, I got in an accident. I was like, okay, and and she's like, in your truck. And I was like, what? I, I think I had it for like six days, and she was like, "I made that turn, and the light was I don't and something." And I was like, "You know, was anybody hurt or whatever?" And she was like, "No." I was like, "Okay, good. It's just the truck, you know." But yeah, honestly, she was mad as hell at me because I was I was out. She's like, "I could have been she dead." She
0: felt so bad because well, I think she felt bad because it was Desiree was with us, and she yeah. was she was nervous. She was very nervous, but no, every nobody got hurt. It was good, and you. You know, right now that you were like, Oh, okay, you're so chill about it. <laughs> Something that I notice with Ren, and I think it has to do with like you guys being in the military and your training, he can stay so chill in yeah. the most stressful situations. Like it's because you guys
1: aren't soldiers now. If we were yeah. at work and somebody comes in talking about, oh, I wrecked the Humvee. Oh, it's gonna be a whole different scenario. Yeah, they gonna get yeah. called all kind of motherfucking dumbasses. You stupid son of a, you know. And but
0: yeah, but in a but, moment where something's really happening, he's like so calm. Like yeah. he he appears so calm, and he tells me he doesn't talk a lot about his time. Deploying, yeah. Like he talks about like funny things or whatever, you know, but he doesn't talk a lot about things that happen there. Uh, but one thing he says is like, all I know is that when things did happen, you remember smell. Like all your senses were like slowed. They slowed down. You remember yeah. smells. You remember sounds. Everything's almost moving in slow motion. And it's like you're able to assess the situation. Yeah. Um, I can't do that.
1: Yeah, because I know in Afghanistan, I I think we didn't have to, but I think they were trying to make us mm-hmm. like we would be in the motor pool and they brought a Humvee and they brought another truck with like a water tank and some stuff. And they, we were like, that's not our truck. What do y'all want us to do with it? And they was like, you got to clean it out. And we were like, clean it. What the fuck you mean, clean it out? And they were like, somebody got hit by it. Uh, IED or something and there was like blood and body parts and stuff in there and we were trying to fight that for the longest. I don't know if they did or if we did or didn't have to clean it. I don't think we did, but it was just the fact that you open it up and there's something about seeing meat off of a human that you're just like, there's no way I wasn't trained for this, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, it was just ridiculous. Some of the stuff they tried to make us do. And we were just like, there's no way we can do this. Even when the first one kicked off and we're out there having to burn our own crap. It's like at first. And the funny thing is at first it was nasty. We were like, this is gross, whatever. And then by like the second month, we were like, Hey, grab the hot dogs and grab the buns and grab this. (laughs) let's turn into a party. I'm telling you, we have the radio out there. We're all gathered around this big ass barrel of burning crap and inhaling that stuff and just eating away. And it's like, man, you got to be. um, they, They didn't they didn't treat us worth a damn out there. So, I mean, yeah, I don't tell Tanya about stuff neither. But it's just like it was a different experience than than anything I've ever dealt with before. And that's why even now I can't watch like a lot of these army movies. Like the other day I was watching Lone Survivor, which I've seen like seven times. But when they came and got him, and right before the uh, Taliban was about to attack and he was you know barely walking out I started crying I'm like why am I sitting here crying at this shit but I can't watch them kind of movies no more mm-hmm. I took in El Paso I took Jasmine or oh, not Jasmine I took Cameron to that One Direction concert I don't know if I said it already or not but and it was over and when we were leaving it's like we were walking like and I, if I'm in a big crowd and people are touching me you got about five seconds and I'm like oh my god I'm about to lose it up in here because everybody's touching me and I don't know What the hell? So I start getting mad. Because it's like, stop fucking touching me, you know? Yeah. or fourth fourth of July, I can only deal with fireworks probably about three minutes and it's like I'm done. I gotta go. I can't do this. So Yeah.
0: I remember <laughs> when he came back the first time and we went actually you well, the when he came back from the first one in Alaska and we went out to that park. It was a fourth of July weekend and they were doing the yeah. fireworks. And I remember you and him looking at each other for a moment. And then you laughed and he's like, did you trip? And something like that. And he's like, yeah, I was about to jump. And then then he's like, I know. And then I realized we're at the park. yeah so but i saw that with you guys you guys weren't talking to us i like i saw that and i overheard and that's a lot of things about that i have had to keep in the back of my head uh, because he does have triggers like that and he doesn't realize it like he doesn't like being around a lot of people every time we go to a theater or anywhere really he has a plan of action Yep, like,
1: I'm the she, same way. That's why yeah. I don't like her. Like I said the last time, that's why I don't like her getting drunk to where she can't control herself because it's like, yo, I'm. if something happens in here, we got to figure out how the hell we're getting out, you know? And yeah, and the last thing I need is to be trying... To pick you up and carry you. Now I'm vulnerable to something else happening, and, and now you know, both of us
0: are in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, it, but that has to be exhausting, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm not like criticizing it, I, to, I totally I, mean, I, I get why, but I'm like, now, oh, that has to be exhausting.
1: I would say. Once I get out the military, it probably will be, but because I'm still in and it's something that we still have to do, it's like normal. But when you are out and you like, don't have to think about it on a daily basis, even though we're mechanics and we sit in the office, we still have the same mentality when it comes to, you know, doing reports. I know I am. It's like, I got to make sure that this is straight, this is straight so that if this person says this, I can respond with this. And if this person says that or does this or, you know, I got to make sure because I grill everybody when I'm talking to them I'm grilling everybody and and checking and double checking and you can't just tell me anything because that's my mind is like I'm constantly you know thinking of how to respond or retaliate or whatever you want to call it so but when I get out and I don't have to do that on the daily then it might get you know
0: I, I- Wonder about that though because he says that often too. Ren says that often, like, oh, once I get out, like I feel like my mind's gonna be clear and I don't have to. But I almost feel like it's become a part of his personality because we'll be in the out in the most random places, and at some point he's pacing and he's getting anxious, and and he'll be like, Let's sit here. No, sit here. And I don't care because I'm oblivious to it, and I'm like, Okay, sure, whatever, you know. But then I realize he's thinking if somebody yeah, comes in this is where we're
1: gonna go because i know for me i can't be in a place for a long period of time you know because that means that something could happen like today we, we we went to the mall we went to another city today or we went last night and spent the night and came back this morning but we went to another mall in another city and every time 10 is in a store for a long period of time i'm like yo i'm ready to go i'm ready to go we gotta go I'm leaving Mm -hmm. you know because I can't we're so used to you know you can't I know it happened to me I don't know if it happened to him but we broke down on I was on a convoy and my truck broke down and sitting out there for three four hours you start like what the hell's gonna happen I'm an open target yeah so you know I don't know if it's PTSD or whatever but she looks at me like I'm trying to hurry I'm like no you ain't hurrying fast enough for me hey let's go you know
0: and I I know that a lot of a lot. men may hear this and say oh that's that's all men we don't like to shop but i think it's different because there's there's like oh i hate being here because i'm bored and i'm not engaged in this so i could care less about what you're doing type of like you know, I don't want to be yeah. here. That's the attitude for most. But I know with Ren and from hearing you, it sounds like the same. He just feels vulnerable. He feels like we're here too long. If somebody's in here doing some type of recon, we are a part of that already. So <laughs> and I'm like,
1: what? Uh, let me ask you this. when when you drive and uh-huh. he's in the passenger seat, does he like critique your driving? Like, yo, know, why aren't you stopping? Why aren't you doing that? Why ain't not you? I would stop. You see this
0: car slowing up. Or and that's how- he does he does that, but not like that. it's a lot of like, go, turn, slow down. No. And I'm like <laughs> Do you do you want to take off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see that's our job because even yeah. when we were when we were deployed we don't drive i mean we were sergeants so we had drivers if we went out we had somebody else driving and that was our job was to to be looking and hey you need to go you need to stop you needed this hey here comes this yeah sure everybody
0: you- was looking and you know what Kendrick mm-hmm. that's why he says and he always compares it to that group of guys in Alaska because he's yep. like we knew each other so well well, so well that I could be doing my job, not even worrying about what this person's doing because he knows he's doing his job and he's trusting me to do mine. But he's like, I have never felt that with anybody else. No, I'm the
1: same. I'm the same because it's just like don't get me wrong. I've had good teams, but it's not nowhere near what we had in Alaska. And it's just part of it too was the unit we were in. We it was us against them because we weren't MPs. So it Mm -hmm. was like we did everything from the shoot, move, communicate drills Mm -hmm. to the shoot house to whatever. So you know, it's just crazy that if you're in the support element. Or a support team or a support MOS All you have is you So when all the shitty work came out or whatever We would complain about it But we knew it was just us that's gonna do it So let's just go ahead and knock it out Mm -hmm. You know, so And it
0: really bonded you all It really, really bonded you all Um, because I, like christensen's for instance, I never really talked a lot to him, but I still keep in touch with him because I know how much Ren appreciates him. And, you know, and, and I know Christensen appreciates him as well. You know, you, um, I know Maldonado feels the same way. I haven't really talked to them in a while, but I know he feels the same way with you guys uh, and Rob and everybody. But, you know, since we're talking about this, do you have, like, an experience from being there? where you felt that you want to talk about because if you don't don't want to talk about it that's fine but did do you you have anything where you look back and you're like it makes you appreciate like you were there in that moment and it made you appreciate everything that maybe at some point back home you were like done with because it put everything in perspective in that moment
1: i know the one thing that i remember the most is sardin sexton the old e7 and for some reason you see something and you don't recognize what's going on until something happens because it's happened to me two other times, once before that, because when we left the second time, there was specialist. Uh, I got his name in my journal and the, the newspaper clip. Um, I can't think of his name right this second, but he drowned. Like I want to say four or five days before before you we guys deployed. left.
0: Yeah, he was actually out celebrating with our neighbor at the time because they were MPs, and they were out. And I remember him because they were next door with our neighbor, and they came. He came over to ask for butter. And, and he was so young.
1: Yes. And the, yeah. the the messed up part was that night I was behind him in line at the shop where he was buying all his liquor. And I was like, what are you doing with all wow. that liquor? He's like, oh, we're going to the lake. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a good plan. Why the f- fuck are you going to the lake with all right this alcohol? Before. It doesn't make sense. And he, he assured me, he was like, hey, sorry, you ain't got to worry about it. We got a plan. We got life jackets. We got this. We got that. Da, 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 da. And, and I then was so like,
0: close to deploying too. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was...
1: And I was like, it don't, it doesn't make sense to me, but you say you got it, so okay. okay. And then that next Saturday, I think it was, I was out because I was still struggling with the PT test, so I was out doing a run, and I think somebody drove down that back gate road and said, hey, there's a recall formation right now, and... I had to run home, got changed, and went to the company, and everybody was standing around all quiet. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? And they were like, you know, specialist starts with a B. He drowned, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I just talked to this motherfucker less than 24 hours ago, and he told me he had a plan. And so... You know, that was weird. But then seeing how Sergeant Sexton was out there with that, they treated him like a private and he was the E7. And, you know, he wasn't in with all the other ones and he was doing dumb stuff and this, that, the other. And then it was like, I seen it, but I didn't know he was going to do what he did, you know, as far as like go to the shop and shoot himself. But then I seen it again at Fort Bliss, with an LT, you know, he was being talked about and no one paid attention, treated like a private, and he disappeared and he hung himself. And like I say, that's what that's what brought me out of my state of mind because i was like i seen how they treated both of them before and the day that they found out oh they're the greatest this that the other and i was like ah, it happened twice to me you motherfuckers will never get the chance to talk shit about me and then tell me i'm great after i'm gone i'm good yeah so
0: that was a really sad situation too having heard and you guys were close like close to coming back it was like seven days before we were supposed to come home Yeah, because I remember, like, we couldn't hear from you guys at all. They shut down phone lines and everything.
1: It was seven days. And that, that was what was ironic was five or six days before we were supposed to leave, something happened. Five or six days, maybe seven before we come back, something happens. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And he was the last person that I would have thought, you know, because he taught us drown-proofing, I think, a week and a half before that, before we were leaving, we were at the pool, and he taught us drown-proofing, and, you know, he used to be known for riding his bike in the snow with the snow tires and the active dude and this, that, the other, and to see that happen, it's just like, I I don't, I don't know, so I Um, I, I just. Yeah, that was
0: really sad. (laughs)
1: It's just crazy how the army, they don't care about us. If you ask my personal opinion, we're just a number. You know, if you ain't making whatever mission happen for whoever's in charge of you, then they don't care.
0: I remember there were several people where we live that that were killed in action. And it was so stressful because you guys, you and Tanya had like a bigger Quarter, bigger quarters. So it was almost like your house was a little set apart from other houses. I think, except the next door neighbor, right? Like you get shared like a door or something. You're talking in remember. Alaska? In Alaska, yeah.
1: So we were in the uh, eightplex, like you guys were, when we first got there for the first two years. And then they were finna can tear it down or whatever. So then we moved to a fourplex. Oh, that's Where, right. Yeah. So we moved to that fourplex and we still had neighbors, but we weren't close. Like, you know, you walk out the door and right there is your neighbor's door in that little, you know, patio or whatever porch area. You got two doors one to our house, one to their house. Yeah. But-
0: because with us, you shared like a whole wall for everything, like living room, yep. like room uh, upstairs, everything. But it was really stressful because where we were staying, it was it was like that. It was back to back to back. Yeah. We were right next to each other. And you would see like the soldiers come in uniform and like with a chaplain. And you never yep. knew, like, because we shared a parking lot. That was yep. really stressful. Um, once they came to one of my next door neighbors and I was... I happen to be in the living in the kitchen looking out to the parking lot having coffee and then I see them pull up right in front of my house again wow. because we shared the parking lot and yep. I'm like okay well they could be going anywhere and they start coming up that stair and like the little yeah. stairs that we shared and I was like uh <laughs> like i remember not breathing right for a moment um and waiting like are they gonna knock and i didn't hear anything and i heard a knock like far away um and then i went to peek out the window and it was one of our neighbors and ugh, it was awful but yeah that was a really stressful time
1: yeah i don't know how i don't think i'd have been able to do that
0: that was hard you know ren tells me that he is and i wonder if it's the same thing for you he can he doesn't worry about himself the same way. So like if he's out um, in dangerous situations or things that could potentially turn dangerous, he's more focused on getting things done and isn't necessarily preoccupied about his safety per se. But with us, he's like, it's more stressful for me if I feel that you guys are in a Dangerous situation or something that I perceive As dangerous you know because I'm like I can't save you all if something Happens like yeah I Risk somebody getting hurt
1: I know I at bliss And at the time, I didn't know, but we were in the field and they were like, hey, a tornado is getting ready to come through and somebody's got to stay, you know, and I was like, I'll stay, you know, and they're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen or whatever. I was like, I'd rather see all y'all, you know, go and be safe. I'll stay here and be if something happens to me, oh, well, it just happens, but I'll stay. Luckily, you know, it got downgraded or whatever. And I, I don't know if it's the same topic what you're talking about, but I don't really worry about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just know that I want to make sure everybody else is safe and go take care of your, you know. That's why when Tanya tells me stuff, like if someone goes crazy or whatever at her job, I'm like, you make sure you call me because I'll come out there in a minute. I'll go to jail yeah. in a minute. <laughs> hey. I don't give a fuck, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's how Ren is too. He's like, ah, I don't really care. I don't care what happens to me. But yeah. yeah. And I think that that's probably harder for you too in going back about like how sometimes you feel like maybe there's no safe space to express your emotions because not only are you a man and then you're a black man because I know yeah. black, black uh, families and Hispanic families in general have similarities with that and how we treat our men, you know, and the expectations we set forth for them. Yeah. Um, but then you add to that, the military and like your job is literally to be tough, like and then another, mentally, another and physically. part of it
1: too is, is second guessing your emotions because. I'll be honest, we really wasn't in a whole lot of danger a lot of the times. I would say 90% of the time we weren't in a whole lot of danger, but that doesn't negate the stuff the that 10%. happened. The stuff that happened around us or whatever the case may be. And I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying that she worked with a lot of, you know, veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan. And she believes that regardless of what happened, if you have been to Iraq and Afghanistan in the prime of the war, you have PTSD, point blank period. Yeah. And even though I can't, I think I have it, but I'm not sure because I feel normal, you know? But
0: but, but think about what you were telling <clears throat> me, like how uh, you feel vulnerable in public spaces. If you're too close to me, that's something triggering your body that takes you back.
1: But see, unless a doctor tells you you have PTSD, you can can't like say, hey, I have self, I, I you can't self diagnose yourself. Oh, and, no, that's no, no, pro- no. yeah. and that's where the problem is. I know with me is I don't go to the doctor because they're probably just going to say that I'm full of shit, you know, because I'm not walking around here sweating and jittery and jerky and, you know, Doing uh, extreme, we, it's mild stuff, you know. But something happened.
0: Yeah, you know? and you know, and you know, I actually believe this wholeheartedly with whatever your friend was saying. I don't think anybody gets to dictate what feels threatening to you, or or nobody gets to say um, that wasn't traumatic. Get over it. Like nobody gets yeah. to say that because what one person can perceive as like, oh, that was just challenging, and it was a difficult time in my life, blah blah blah, right? but they can go forward like nothing, that same experience to somebody else can be detrimental and not, and and I think that we're also very used to like labeling things and attaching it to like, well, if it doesn't look this way, then it's not that. So, oh, they seem normal right? Like they walk around and and they seem okay, and they're laughing and they're happy. But how many times have you heard of people who have uh, taken their life and up until the day that they did, they're laughing and entertaining people, you know, so nobody, nobody gets to deny your experience. Nobody should get to say, well, that's dumb. Like, That's not traumatic. Nobody. If you feel it, you feel it.
1: Because it's hard. I mean, I would challenge anybody to try to be on alert 24 hours a day. Mm Mm-hmm for nearly a year yeah. regardless of where you are or if you were on a mission or not you still were in a danger zone you still had stuff flying in from overhead because I know me and Renton I think we went on a mission together to some school out in the middle of nowhere right up against a mountain and the week prior that school got attacked and we had people there so when we were there they were like well we're not letting that shit happen again So we started firing off rounds into the mountain to let them know, hey, we got big guns out here. Mm -hmm. And that whole night, it was hard to sleep because every time you heard something, you were like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? You know, and you're in your sleep, even in a high state, just like if something pops off, you couldn't really get comfortable until we got back to the base. And even then you're just like, you know, mortars are coming in. I think we had a mortar hit like three feet away from our office building or whatever. And it was just, It was just a lot. So it's, I don't know.
0: It's not a, it's not normal, quote unquote, for an individual, any person to live in that heightened state at all, all the time. Like, I know that like stress is, and I've said this on here so many times, like stress is needed for our survival because it's like alerts you or maybe you shouldn't do that. Like our internal like little alert, you know, Um, but when your stress level is up, up high all the time, it throws you off your nervous system. Everything is off, you know, and then I think that's why when you guys came back, I think that's why it was hard to adjust because you guys were like coming from a place where you're like on alert all the time. And how do you just, like, drop it and dial it back down? It's impossible. It's impossible to do that.
1: But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Ritten's ever said it, but sometimes I even say I would rather be there than here, believe it or not. It's like.
0: I believe it. You know? Yeah.
1: I, it just seems like we kind of knew on a day-to-day basis, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is how I don't it's hard to explain. But when people say, what's it like, unless you do it, it's it's regardless yeah. of what your job is, it's hard to explain, but it, it's you get so accustomed to, to, to going and being deployed that when you're not, you're like, I would rather be doing that than than what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, because here, wherever here home is for you, it's peaceful, sort to speak, right? Like you don't have, and your body doesn't register that. Like what you're saying is actually not wrong. Like, you know how some people, let's, let's, I I always like understand this better. And I find that people understand it better when I use this example. You know how people tend to stay in very toxic relationships? Yeah. Okay. If you talk to those people, their past is probably filled with chaos, right? And so what happens is that the person doesn't like that toxicity. They don't really want to be in there, but their body feels at ease in chaotic situations.
2: Yeah. because
0: that's what they know that's what their body recognizes as their norm right and so it's kind of the same for you guys if you think about it like you go there and it's impossible to be on alert like that all the time for such a long period of time because you guys didn't have a day off so we even had if,
1: one day off but i mean but even was it your really day off? off yeah no no
0: <laughs> Because up here, you're still like, we're still here. Crap could still happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? So your mind is still there.
1: I think also why I say I would rather be there is because that is one of the only times where you really feel that team bond. Because that's all we have is us, you know. And when you come back to the States, the team just... Isles away or Ring goes this way with you. I go with Tanya or whatever. And we're like, we've already we built that relationship and it's kind of like breaking up. You know what I'm saying? Even though we still work together, it's like we just instantly broke up and then it was okay, we're back together again.
0: It's like you break up and now you're expected to make it work with this other relationship, just like yep. that. That you haven't seen or been with in a long time.
1: Yep. And so I don't know It's just the army needs to rethink How they do things because that that Was crazy
0: it was I mean it was back to back to back To back and I think uh, You guys almost Needed to disassociate in order To even survive it so you Needed to like unplug from The family you know dynamic So that you can okay let me Focus on this right now and not Worry about a million other things going On back home
1: that's why sometimes I know there was times where I purposely didn't call home because it's like I don't want to deal with it's too much dealing with with home and dealing with being there and she may have been mad or this may have happened or there's nothing then you got to add that on top of the other stuff so I'm just like you know what I think I would go a week or two without calling and then she get why didn't you called in a week or whatever and you're just like eh, whatever
0: yeah yeah but. I know it, it must have been hard I don't know what it's like obviously but just from what Ren tells Me, I try to like imagine, and I'm like, "Oh, that's hard." (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. Which is why I think I I was, or at least tried, to be patient with it because I mean, what else can you do?
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I I still go from zero to a thousand because you have to be ready at a moment's notice. If something happens, boom, combat mode. So you know, I. I'm still afraid of my anger. And it wasn't until today I seen Chris Rock. He posted something about how he was bullied as a kid and his anger got the best of him. So he's overly nice because he's afraid of his. And that's the first person that I've heard say that. Cause that's what I say. When people ask me why are you the way you are, I'm like, I'm overly nice because I know that if I get mad. It's over with. I don't give a fuck what's happening when I'm mad. I do not care at all. So I'm overly nice because I'm kinda like the Hulk. <laughs> you don't want to see me when I'm mad because I'm gonna turn green, <laughs> you know. But it's crazy because people take advantage of that overly nice. And then the moment you speak up for yourself, it's like you're the baddest person. But you know, motherfucker, you got your nerve, fucking keep 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 on. Mm-hmm. So, oh, also for your listeners, I I don't know if I said this, but I have to uh, say thank you for my little mic stand and my microphone and my little. So if you guys hear me better, it's because uh, it was donated to me. And Renton and his wife Julie bought me this high speed mic stand, which I wish they wouldn't have because now I feel like I have to do something for no, them.
0: No, you do not. Stop it stop but, it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah I told written I was like how much was it I'll give you the money he's like no it's a Christmas present so now I have to, I feel obligated no to, don't
0: do that don't no, Cause that's then just he, me because now he's gonna be like oh mm. now I have to turn around and give him something else. <laughs> and then it's gonna no. be nonstop. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll of a name too. And uh-huh. I want to do a podcast, but I'm scared because I want to like open it with a poem that I wrote. Uh huh. And I'm trying to think of a name, and I told Tanya I'm gonna name it the show with no name.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! You know that's not actually a bad idea because remember <clears throat> Seinfeld when it was like the show about nothing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and
0: that was its appeal.
1: So I'm, I'm thinking that might be the name. the a yes, show, with, a I, show with no name.
0: And I really think that you need to just go ahead and do this because you have so much on your mind.
1: But once again, that's the softer side. People well, hear my poetry and they'll be like, "What in the fuck is this dude <laughs> talking about?" But But I I truly believe that that men, we need an outlet and we don't have one, you know, because Mm -hmm. even with the fathers that aren't there for their kids or whatever. And I don't know why this just came up, but a lot of times they don't have an outlet and they're not the problem. But nobody wants to say that. It's easy to blame the father. It's very easy. Yeah. You know, when a lot of times the the situation's taken out of the father's hand so they just like fuck it if I can't win no need to point in even trying so
0: yeah and you know what I'm also going to say something that's probably not a popular opinion but I believe it's true I think that fathers do play a very big role you're right like in children's lives especially like molding boys right like guiding them and stuff but I also feel that as women as mothers we actually can have a bigger influence in how we raise our boys and so we have to also take accountability for how we're raising them.
1: I think you guys have just as much, if not a bigger role, because you set the precedence for how your child or your son is going to treat women. Yeah. And how they're going to see women, you know, mm-hmm. and you see it a lot. The if Me personally, I believe that a son should fear the mom more than they should fear their dad because you go to almost any ethnicity and the mom is the one that's running the show when, you know.
0: With raising the Kids and stuff. Yes, yeah. you mm-hmm.
1: like. Have you seen that uh, show, McFarland? The movie McFarland.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that movie. I identify with that on every level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't know what the movie was, and I think it was on or something, and we mm-hmm. saw a clip. That's one of our favorite movies too. And it was just, you know, the thing that talking about the mom raising it. It was the mom that would that drove onto the field and was like, "Hey." Bring your asses home or whatever. And they was like, Do you want to go tell her? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, we gotta go. <laughs> mom said it's time to go. We ain't trying to their dad was there. Yeah. And, you know, the dad was like the quiet one, brought the money home and did what he was supposed to. It was the mom that everybody yeah. was afraid of. And that's how I think mothers should be. They should be the nurturer and they should be the warden. You yeah. Know?
0: I and- I agree with that. I agree with that. And I mean, not to like discredit, of course, the role that fathers play because they are they are needed and their presence and authority also carries weight and should be there. But I do think that sometimes when we think, oh, look at how this little boy is treating women, blah, 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 I always think, well, is his mom calling him out on it?
1: Yeah. Because I believe that the man shows the son how to be. This is what it is to be a man. And I believe that the mom shows the son. How to love, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you look at most men that are faithful and so on and so forth, their mom showed them how to love and their dad was there to support, saying that, hey, I'm going to be there and do what I need to do to support the family, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying it always happens, but there's a good chance that the dad was there and the son saw that the dad may not have spoke a lot or may not have did much, but he was there taking care of the family and the mom is the one that actually ran the house, showed him how to love by taking care of the father. Yeah, and so, you, yeah know. you
0: know, Desiree actually our oldest one, which is funny because she's not much of a, she's very bright I, and I'm not just saying this because she's my daughter, like she yeah. was not a normal child, like <laughs> as Tanya, she was like that's why I think I went ahead and had so many because she went and tricked me thinking all of them were gonna be that easy. (laughs) But she's very quiet, but she's very observant, and she's very articulate when she speaks. And she's and she's so good about speaking up for what she believes, and that she doesn't care who it is, right? But you know, recently, because I'm always so paranoid, like, oh, what what are they gonna do? What's their life gonna be? Are they gonna let people run them? And I'm always like freaking out about that. But she told me one day, Mom, you don't have to freak out because Dad has showed me what I need to expect from. man right but you have showed me compassion which is a good combination for me you know to look for in a partner and I was all that made me (laughs) teary-eyed because I was like oh okay something good sticking to
1: you (laughs) yeah But yeah, if you say nothing else about me, you can say that my kids have only known me to be with one person their whole life, you know, and that's one of the things that I told myself is that I'm only once I have kids, I'm only going to be with that person, even though that's not true for the other two. But they've only known me to be with one person. Mm -hmm. It ain't like Tanya was here, somebody else was here and this, that, the other. They've only known me. So I kind of Stuck to what I said. It may not have been their mom, but they've only known me to be with one person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if nothing else, they should be searching for somebody that only wants to be with them. And might be the reason why they can't find nobody. Cause, like I say, I'm hard to follow. Cause you know you're hard to
0: follow. Yep. <laughs> You're a tough (laughs) actor.
1: Because that's crazy because Cameron's Cameron's husband, believe it or not, is the same MOS as me, Mm -hmm. does all the same stuff that I do, and he damn near is me and i'm like okay so she you know mm-hmm. but it wasn't until he got to germany i realized he ain't me and but whatever we ran over time because we i think once a month that gives you a whole month yeah to because i still haven't asked half the questions on my okay list.
0: so ask me a closing question and then i'll ask you a closing question
1: mine is going to be long so check this out okay <laughs> my question. Is let's say you have a friend that you speak to and you you know you talk to every day for a long period of time we'll say mm-hmm. years. And then all of a sudden you start feeling like the friendship has reached, ran its course. Do you believe you owe that friend an explanation of why you no longer think you guys should hang out? Or do you just cut it without saying anything?
0: I'm I'm going to answer it like me, like if I'm the friend, right? Because I'm such a low maintenance friend, I think, I don't know, maybe some of my friends are going to listen to this and think you're lying. You're the most high maintenance <laughs> friend I know. But I... I don't. I don't take a lot of things personal. So, like, I do have friends. Actually, my best friend in the whole world. Um, I will go a whole year without hearing from her, uh, or me like messaging her, and then one day that's out of the different.
1: blue, that's like our you friendship. and Ren. You know, we don't talk every day. We Mm -hmm. may go a year without, but when we do see each other where I'm talking about like a friend that you talk to at least, if not weekly, two two or three times a week or whatever, and you've built this relationship. And then all of a sudden it's like something changes in the relationship and you're like, I don't see, or I don't think this relationship should continue. Mm hmm. Do you feel, do you believe you should tell that person, hey, or do you, sh- should you just say, hey, let's say they do something to piss you off or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, and you just be like, fuck it, I'm done. Do you, hey, I'm not talking to you no, m-. you know, it's kind of like, I'm not like, talking you, to you. Like, no do more you, do you make
0: me. it a point to say, hey, this is the end of our friendship, or do you just go with it? Is that what you're asking?
1: yes, this dude is naked again <laughs>
0: oh, he was not I promise you he was not he went and did that to show off that's with you with you <laughs> no I personally don't think that I would give um an explanation because if something if the person did something to upset me right yeah I usually tend to overthink and I probably will be like self-doubting myself. Like, well, I wonder if now I'm assuming, right? And based on that assumption, now I'm mad. Now I'm pissed off, right? So at some point, I'm just going to stop assuming, but I'm not going to say anything. I will just stop though. I will tell you that. But if that person... but. let me finish but if that (laughs) if that person reaches out and says hey we haven't been talking i feel like something's going on and then opens the floor for that then i don't mind having a discussion
1: that sounds so pc it's
0: true it's who i am though (laughs) i'm sorry because i don't i'm not problematic i don't think i am I watched your Facebook thing
1: where you were like, people want to take their beliefs and make it reality or whatever you said when Which they're getting one? mad about or you said you were That's mad what about- I was
0: talking about like that we make assumptions in our head. And I'm and I'm going to tell you what that was about. As a matter of fact, something came to me that I didn't know. This person felt like I was on purpose ignoring this person, right? But see, that happens. And if I you- was not. And so I got to thinking, like, I wonder why. Because, like, what came, what got to me was like a whole scenario that wasn't even true. I just found out a different way. So I was oblivious to what was happening. And so I was thinking about that. And that's what I was talking about. Like, it's so sad because we do get in our head. We make up assumptions about what we think the other person is thinking or doing about us. And most of the time, those stories are probably not right
1: I understand that part Because I'm the same way It's like People are like How come you ain't called In a while Because I know I don't call people at all Because one Mm -hmm. I don't want to be I don't want to be that person Calling at the wrong time And you feel obligated To talk to me I'm just like Shit Life goes on We'll talk when we talk That's kind of how Our relationship is Our family You know It's like We haven't talked in three years But shit's going on You know
0: Right Right And And like Exactly And like I want to be the person And to people that I care about, friends, family, or whatever. I want to be the person that doesn't, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I have to like engage with her, otherwise she's gonna feel hurt. I don't I don't wanna be that person, right? Because we're adults, we have kids, families, jobs, whatever, right, things we're trying to do. And life gets really busy sometimes. So I wanna be the person that understands that. And I also want to be the person that when you do have a break or even if you don't have a break, but you're having like a hard day and you shoot a text message without warning to say, my day has sucked, blah, 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 blah. And you just vent to me and me be okay with that. And like, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be offended that I didn't hear from you in two weeks. Like, but see, that's, that's the fine. thing is,
1: is a lot of people, they what? feel like if you don't contact them, you something don't care. must be wrong. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I get all the time. It's like, you don't never call. You don't ever call. Well, first of all, I rarely call anybody because yeah. I also think in my head, my phone ain't ringing off the hook. You know, if you if you really cared and, or thought I had a problem, you could have called me and I'd be like, no, I'm good. I just know you're busy. I'm busy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You're
0: Yeah, because it it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: Most people don't understand that because my best friend, I talk to him maybe once, once a a year, you know, and he's a Broncos fan. I'm a Raider fan. And when I call him and we talk, it's like we were just hanging out today. You know, Yeah,
0: and that's how it is with my best friend, with Esther, which, by the way, hi, Esther, because she listens to this all the time. (laughs) See, (laughs) like, I don't I haven't talked to her, but she listens to this. So she keeps up with me that way. Right. But that's how it is with us, too. I won't hear from her. And then the day we do get to talking, three hours go by, you know, like nothing.
1: Because he's called. I, I told him, hey, we're coming to California. He's like, hey, I got this apartment. If y'all need a place to stay or whatever, you know. And those are the, the friendships that I appreciate. But it's just like it seems like friendships nowadays. Everybody only wants to be a friend with you if you are the kind of friend that they want you to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't be yourself and be a friend with somebody else. You have to be, oh, I want a friend that's only going to tell me stuff that I I want to hear or that isn't- Or incurable. my
0: partying friend. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, the the moment that you start coming and telling me stuff I don't want to hear and then I don't want to be your friend or I can't, you know, and I'm just like, hey, I am who I am. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if you can't like, you know what you're getting when you're dealing with me, because everybody when I'm talking, even my girls, they tell me, you know, I got to be careful when, when I'm on the phone with you or if you're on speaker, because I never know what's coming out your mouth or whatever the case may be.
0: (laughs) I have a few of those friends, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you
1: know, and it's just like, you know, who I am, you know, how I am. So don't call me when you're someplace, you know, you ain't supposed to be because
0: Yeah. Or put, you know, put your headphones in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That too. Yeah.
1: And I, I truly believe and I don't know if you believe this, but I believe that people I know I have this sense of I know why people are calling you know and, and God has blessed me with this sixth sense if you uh-huh. want to call it because it's like when certain people call it's like I know why this dude is calling or I know why they're calling and is it wrong to feed into somebody knowing giving them what you know they want even though you know that's not what you want to do because that's what I like I have friends that are call when they're around a whole bunch of people because they know I'm about to say something crazy and I'm like oh you're only calling because you're around them and you want me to say something crazy. Right. So I say something crazy just, and I'm like,
0: yeah, you, whatever. Let me you entertain know. this a little bit for you or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I, I do. I do. I'll, I'll. people call me, they'll stop calling humming around, or they'll stop messaging, and then they only message when they need something, whether that be approval, like, this was happening, am I crazy? They just kind of need that approval of like, no, you're not crazy, blah, 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 you know? And so it doesn't hurt me to do that, but sometimes... I have it's funny that you bring this up, actually, because I have been thinking, like, should I entertain it all? Right. Exactly. And not, yeah. And not because it bothers me or not because I don't want to continue the friendship or whatnot. But I think there's something so interesting important about really protecting your energy, you know, yeah. and, I, and I wish I could have done that when I was a lot younger because I always felt for, for many different reasons, but I always felt the need to like, I have to protect this person and I, I don't want to hurt their feelings And I and I still don't want to hurt people's feelings, but I think I'm getting more comfortable with not entertaining everything and then telling the voice in my head that's making me out to be the bad person. Right. Yeah. Just saying it's OK because you still love this person. Right. Yeah. But sometimes it's important to keep your peace.
1: Yeah. Because I just find it funny that people if you ain't doing what they want. Oh, you got to Like my therapist was telling me you, you got to learn to be in a room and not be just be able to be in a room and I was like, I have no problem with just being in a room and not talking. Mm-hmm. Other people have a problem with that because they know my personality. And if I just come in a room and I'm just sitting there chilling, like, you know, what's, what's wrong? wrong? You, Yeah. Yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Cause you do have big personality in such a good way, you know? Um, so it would be weird to just see you sitting there in a corner, but I think me personally, I wouldn't take offense to that. Or I wouldn't, I'm I'm working hard at not assuming things about other people. You know, it's like, I have a friend and he always tells me, I don't take offense. Like I don't, because... He has learned that your perception or your idea of something is yours, right? And that's fine. And even if you think I'm the worst person in the world, but that's your perception. So I'm not going to take offense to that because I know I'm not a horrible person. Um, And so that has kind of like stayed with me and I'm really working on doing that. I wish I would have started earlier, but I'll take it now. Well, hurry up with your question because my phone I think is about to die in the next five (laughs) minutes. Well, now compared to your closing question, and mine is Uh-oh. so stupid <laughs> Because that was a very very thoughtful question. Um, If you were to have one thing, right, one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would that be? Did you really just just come up with that? I did. I did. (laughs) That's why, do you realize now how I'm feeling (laughs) after that whole deep connection and that conversation we just
1: had? Hold on. Let me see if Tanya knows me. Tanya, if Uh I was to have one meal and I could only have one meal for the rest of my life, what would it be? That's not a, that's a she said breakfast. You are all of you are breakfast people though. I I mean breakfast is one but I was thinking more of like a ribeye steak and some broccoli.
0: You could have prim- that forever and be fine with that. Yep. Okay. Or- well, I feel like my question was very <laughs> empty. Very empty and very sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good question. It was That's a good what? closing to the deep the deep conversation we just had.
1: Yeah, now I gotta work on my the show with no name and yeah. come up with a concept. Yes. But we're gonna see because I'm scared because I don't like judgment.
0: Well, maybe I can that, handle
1: it, but I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, well nobody likes it. But this maybe this is maybe this is good for you then. I know I'm gonna I? tell you I'm the biggest people pleaser biggest and this has really helped me to slowly but surely be like you're not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay
1: oh i already know that i just want a platform where i can where i can say my poetry and have somebody tell me that's horrible
0: and then and then you can say okay
1: Blocked. (laughs) Because my, I wouldn't even block nobody. I don't, because my first poem, and you can think of how this is going to be in your own mind, and I'll Uh say it next time. It's, um, I love you like I love fire. Ooh, that's, I'm that's intrigued. The, that's the name of the poem is I love you like I love fire.
0: I'm intrigued because that's almost like are you a sociopath or are you a passionate person? <laughs> are you an arsonist? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> now I need to know. <laughs> now I need to know which one you are. <laughs>
1: Think about it though
0: Think of how
1: you How you love fire You may mm-hmm. not know You love fire But you know You love fire
0: Well I need to know So we're gonna open up Our next one With this In a
1: couple of weeks Depending on the ratings On this one too Cause if people are like Yo y'all need to chill out Then But <laughs> But that's what a lot of people do. They just hang out and talk about whatever. And you got a couple of topics. You may hit them. You may not. You may say things you said before. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. You don't like it. If you don't like pause, it, then
0: bye. Hit pause and change
1: the channel. There's, Love you.
0: There's how many people in the world? Seven billion, is I, it? Something like that. We're bound to find a few that are entertained by our conversations.
1: Or I, I hope so. Yeah. But- <laughs> The show uh, that has no name. The show with no name. Or Fine, Fat, and Fabulous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, Kendrick, again for doing this. Bye. We'll talk to you later.
1: See Bye-bye. ya. bye